0: Most people only read Chronicles as part of a Bible reading plan and even then you've got to make it through Leviticus, nine chapters of genealogy, and a repeat, so it feels, of one and two kings. We flip the page, so let's look at the hidden gem of 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 24. The sons of Elio and I, Hodaviah, Eliashib, Peliah, Akub, Jehoanan, Deliah, and Anani, seven. These disappointing and disappointed sons of David, these seven brothers, are the end of the line. They look back maybe a 100 years to Ezra and Nehemiah, 200 to Zerubbabel and the end of exile, almost 300 to the last kings of Judah in Jerusalem. God looks like he clocked off a long time ago. And I don't know if these guys were glad to be listed or not. Hodaviah, Eliashib, Peliah, Akub, Jehohanan, Deliah and Anani, seven human beings with feelings and thoughts and families. They are the seventh generation back in the land, but the very thing that sent them to Babylon looks like it's on repeat. The covenant is broken, the Torah law forgotten, the community divided and families torn apart. There's no new heart of flesh. The indwelling spirit promised by Jeremiah is not here. They are the sons of David, but abusive and oppressive governments rule. They can't bring peace and protection and prosperity to their people. Isaiah's foreseen healing and freedom, liberty, the year of the Lord's favor. It's not now. The temple is rededicated and the priests offer sacrifices, but God still feels far, far away. No cloud descended like it did at Sinai or in the tabernacle in Solomon's temple. Ezekiel's promise for the new temple, God's glory hasn't come. And so the future is impossible, the present hopeless, and the past far behind. In this context, the chronicler looks back and tells again who God is and what he's done. He goes way back to Adam, because this isn't the exclusive story of some privileged, secluded family. The invasion of Assyria and Babylon and Persia and the Greeks and the Romans puts a lie to that. So we hear of Adam and Abraham and Aaron, of Jacob and Judah and Jesse. My grandma wrote a family history. As a kid, I thought it was super boring, except for one page, the page with my name on it. The chronicler, he writes for Elio and I's sons for those waiting to hear their names, to see what happens on the page yet unwritten. He says, the maker of heaven and earth is your God, Hodaviah. The Lord of all nations nurtures your family, Eliashib. Your name is not forgotten, Paliyah. I see you, Akub. I know you, Jehoanan. I am work work, Deliah. My story isn't done, Anani. And so, with a tenderness that lifts the chin and raises the eyes, a fair portrait of David is painted. We hear of his might and strength, his victories, wealth and wisdom. We hear of the greatness and wonder of the temple, its beauty and riches and festivals. The permanence of God's presence is centered on the sanctuary. We hear of the joy and delight of the kings of Judah, their faith and worship and success. But these seven sons, they know the tragedy of exile. We are told of King Manasseh. Manasseh desecrates the temple, builds idols, and offers his own sons as sacrifices. Manasseh pays no attention to God and gets dragged off to Babylon. He is the son of David, completely off off the rails. He's up to his eyeballs in idols and bound in chains in Babylon. Manasseh can't fix it he embodies the problem. And so we hear in 2 Chronicles 33, when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him and God was moved by his entreaty, and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. This most horrendous and evil of kings in his distress seeks God prays and knows that the Lord is God. The chronicler, he crawls down beside Elioani's sons, saying, seek the Lord and live. And the last thing, these seven hear the final words of the Hebrew Bible, the words of Cyrus, king of Persia. Whoever is among you, of all his people, may the Lord his God be with him and let him go up The sentence is incomplete. The scroll has no more words. The seven sons of the seventh generation are left hanging. God's done with us. You know, but there's like an hour left in the movie, a hundred pages in the book. We've got three levels to go in the game. We're still here. When the Lord calls your name, the bonds of death are broken. And like Lazarus, you walk from the tomb. When the Lord calls your name, You rise to new life in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Messiah has come. The Son of David reigns. He defeated death and sits at the right hand of the Father. He lives to intercede for us. The Spirit has come. God dwells with us, intimately and tenderly, nurturing, guiding. He makes us alive, and He groans for us when we don't know what to pray. In our distress, disappointment, and feeling far from home, this is still the day of salvation. Now is the time to repent, seek the Lord, and live. Will you come and hear God's glorious deeds afresh? With Hodaviah, Eliashib, Haliah, Akub, Jehoanan, Deliah, and Anani. Hope in the Lord, whose story isn't over. Let's not skip Elio and I's sons. They are people with names and not items on a list.